I'm Danita, and I'm here to question the other side of life with you, to show how exploring the shadow can be painful, but also sexy. We ask our listeners to unravel parts of themselves they try to hide, and this can be scary, and also bring moments of revelation and elation. In the next 15 to 20 minutes, we are going to question and move through fear and some avant-garde ideas that might make you feel rage, grief, sadness, and also joy. I'm going to share insights and personal experiences about how I've been embracing the dark so I can live in my light. Welcome to the other side. This morning, I was driving along the top of a mountain ridge solo by myself. Normally, I would have my two kids with me, and at this time of day, we would have just been heading up and over the mountain, through the jungle, to their school for drop-off. We are living in Costa Rica, and life is definitely different from how I grew up in rural Alberta, Saskatchewan, in Canada. My town's name is Lloydminster. Back to the mountain. There is never any other women on this mountain that we're living on. Usually, it's just me. I was surprised when I came up and over a hill to see this woman hiking up the trail. I was about to lift my hand and wave hello, but the quad started to skid. I pumped the front brakes and I pressed harder on the back brake, but nothing. The back brake was gone. I was slowing down, but the hill was so steep that the quad started to turn sideways and I knew I was going over. It was going to flip. I could feel it in every part of my body. I was flipping. So I jumped. I jumped off the quad as it flipped and I ran down the mountain, basically into this woman's arms. We turned around and the quad had stopped. It laid on its side and it was in the middle of the road. My very first thought was, I hope they won't be mad at me, mad that I flipped this quad. (laughs) Who they is? I don't know. But for this fleeting second, my core wound of not wanting to be a disappointment was so primal. It was just in me. And then I smiled to myself and I said, hello, old friend. I see you. And then I let it go. If this had been 10 years ago, even five years ago, I would have been paralyzed by this thought. I would have been wondering, oh my gosh, how am I going to get out of this? I don't want people to be mad at me. Can I fix this quad without anyone knowing that I flipped it? I would have just been thinking all these thoughts. But no, today the thought was fleeting. And I just looked at this other woman and she said to me, oh my gosh, I just witnessed a near-death experience. And I said, really? I just knew that I had to jump. I knew that that's what I had to do. And then we kind of just turned back around and looked at the quad laying on the side of the mountain in kind of shock. But then quickly, a small truck came up and over the mountain and pulled up beside the quad and... (laughs) It was a maintenance man. What are the odds? So he hopped out, asked if we needed help, and together we all put the quad upright. And he started it back up for me. He tested everything and said, the back brake is shot. And that if when I go home, I needed to drive like extremely slowly. Still kind of in this daze, the woman and I look at each other. Wow, do I know you? And it turns out that this woman the one and only woman to be walking on the mountain was one of the very first women I met when I came to Nasara. That's the town we live in in Costa Rica. She had moved away, but was back for a bit. And she was the one when we first got here 
to give us the name of the woman who runs the jungle school, the ones that our kids ultimately walked into and knew that it was going to be their home away from home. And she was the one that witnessed this experience that I just had. And I'm just thinking, okay, what are the odds of this happening? So we said our goodbyes. So when I get home, I get a message from the woman. Hey, I wanted to tell you that you're such a freaking powerhouse handling this all with a smile. I'm sending you a prayer for beautiful and deep integration and that the next version of you is of a powerful leader to emerge. And then she says, what I saw was spirit in charge, wanting to show you how safe you are. You didn't even fall. The spirit just ran you in full grace with every step. If you had tried to think your way out of this accident, you couldn't have. A couple of things that came to me while I was reading her message. My kids were at a sleepover on a Tuesday night, which rarely happens. Again, so they weren't on the quad with me. And a girlfriend had messaged me to go for a quick skateboard. So I put on running shoes instead of flip flops, which also rarely happens. Now you could hear this story and say, wow, she's lucky and leave it at that. Or you could dig into it. Which would you do? I'm just going to let that all simmer while I talk about my why, why I started a podcast, and how come I'm talking about core wounds, getting to know your shadow, rhythm and cycles, intuition, connection, intimacy, relationships with yourself and with others, and the secrets we ignore. Creating awareness of where you are at in this moment and how I believe that before you have awareness, you don't know. So you don't really have a responsibility and a choice. Once you create awareness, you then have this responsibility to the awareness and choices to make. It's like this. (laughs) When you have a stain on the bum of your pants, but you don't know it's there, you walk around not knowing and not really caring because you don't know. But maybe you feel something is off. It's a little wet or sticky or something. Or other people are staring at you, but you don't know why. And then you find out. Either someone tells you or you take a look in the mirror and you see the stain. It is now in that moment that you have a responsibility and a choice. Do I keep walking around with a stain on my butt, potentially getting other people's stuff sticky, or do I change my pants? The choice becomes yours. And that was how it came to me. I was working with people, but I knew I wanted to do more. I just didn't know what it was. So when I gave myself a lot of space to dream and imagine how I wanted to serve others, how I wanted to be in the world, when I gave myself this time to think, it came so quickly. I wanted a voice and that this voice would be for my daughter, my son, my niece, my nephews, and every other person out there wondering, questioning, going through some sort of tough time, knowing deep in their soul that something just isn't quite right. It's like the people that think they should be content almost feel guilty because they should be content, but something just isn't right. Something's just a little off. And it got me thinking how deeply intertwined everything I had just mentioned is, like the I'm not good enough, my mom's trauma, my grandma's trauma, my daughter's beliefs, my son's beliefs, my beliefs, injuries that are held in the body, the soma, psyche, cycles, intuition, divine intervention, and how we relate to it all. How I have lived in this very linear world where I was ebbing and flowing beautifully, but in such contrast to the day-to-day, because really my nature is so cyclical and does not fit in this linear vibe. They can blend, but I cannot be linear. It is impossible. 
And after 41 years, I can finally say that I don't want to be. I'm pretty amazing in my beat. And it took me a long time to be able to see that. And also to believe that. When I thought about being 14, 20, 28, 33, and 37 years old, and what I was ingrained to think about life and decision-making and how to make those decisions and relationships and connections and what success was, and I thought how I was always thinking what I was going to be doing in my life rather than how I was going to live my life. I think about my daughter and my son and as they grow, what I want them to know when they are 14. Hell, when they're 28 and 37 and she's 41 and 48 and 55. And that's what I'm going to share on here. That change is possible and that the beliefs passed down to us are not our own. And that by healing ourselves, we can begin to shift beliefs and thought patterns. And when we are feeling burned out and crushed by the weight we have placed on ourselves, that's when we can see how we want to live. Let's talk about this living thing. For so many years, I was just living. Just living. And it wasn't bad. Come on. It was actually awesome. There were so many fun times. And it was pretty damn good. And 70% of the time, it was 100% amazing. This wasn't a bad thing. When you look at my life from the outside, from the perspective of what many people think of success, I've had a pretty good life. I've accomplished a lot, done a lot, seen a lot, traveled to so many places, and I have a beautiful family. Both of my parents are alive and I talk to them. And that is actually huge. I talk to my parents and I like talking to them. I have three sisters who I love and they are awesome. And we laugh a lot when we are together. There is nothing I like more than going to have a big family dinner with my whole family. I actually had this thought while I was floating in the ocean the other day that if I knew I only had one year to live, what would I do? How would I live? It came to me so instantly. I would go back to my roots and I would have a Sunday dinner with everyone I love every single week. And I would know that I would get 52 more amazing dinners and gatherings with them. It's kind of morbid, but I also think the thought is really telling. There is nothing more than I would want than to be with my family and my amazing friends. This part for me is a success. But then there's the shadow and the dark side. The part of me I always tried to ignore, but it just kept knocking on the door. The feeling that there was something missing. That I wasn't really being true to me. Even though I have a family who love to laugh. Oh my gosh, we love to laugh. And we smile big. We all have these big smiles. And we celebrate everything. It was always with this undercurrent that you work hard, life was supposed to be stressful, that it's character building, that those were the stories, the pain and the complain. That's what people wanted to hear. Childhood was my first introduction to, we don't talk about that, and survival to try and thrive, and pressure before pleasure. And we never talked about the hard stuff. We were more of a shove it all down and ignore deep emotions kind of family. <laughs> Let's just hope it all goes away and turn a blind eye to the bad stuff. I am the third of four girls. I was guideless, but with expectations. I would push the line, rebel against the line, but I never went so far that people wouldn't like the line that I pushed, or so they thought, because this was the line you follow and good girls follow it. I gently pushed the boundaries and I challenged what was acceptable in ways that I thought would still be accepted and met with approval. I hid anything I thought would be wrong. 
or that would disappoint. So that's how it came to be. What I am going to dissect and analyze and rejoice and laugh over, I am going to face and embrace the fears of pain in order to walk and live in the light. Welcome to the other side. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. It is my mission to help as many people as possible explore the other side of life, to find awareness in their truth and learn to love where they are at and discover where they can go. So if you found support and guidance in any way today, I would love to hear from you. The best way is to simply share your love by leaving me a comment on whatever platform you are tuning in from. I will be reading every single one of them. Or you can connect with me on YouTube where I share healing sound meditations. And you can always learn more about me, my services, and what it is I do at www.gypsyheart.ca. That's www.gypsyheart.ca. I can't wait to connect again soon.